If you have a story you would like to hear featured on this podcast, please go to AsTheRavenDreams.com and click the button to submit your story. Also, if the platform you're listening on has the option to rate this podcast, please consider doing so. And thank you. I think my husband actually experienced a reality shift or a matrix glitch because of some of the things he's mentioned to me lately about small things. He actually told me about the actual glitch that he knows happened, but he says that after that there have been things that are weird to him that he's been noticing. We're both pretty big into weird things like glitches in the matrix and paranormal things, but he never expected to experience one of his own. I guess I should start with the actual glitch that my husband experienced. He and my son were out picking up food from the grocery store for dinner, which is not something he normally has to do, nor does he volunteer to do it. However, on that specific day, he had actually mentioned that he wanted to go to the store, and my son wanted to go with him, so they went out together. Fine by me, one less thing I have to do in the end. He told me that, while they were there, they were walking around grabbing things and they went down the aisle with the condiments. He had grabbed a bottle of mustard, because we were out, and then moved on to the next aisle to get something, when my son randomly remembered that we were also out of ketchup, because he had used the last of it the day before on his spaghetti. I know that's weird, don't ask. I'm not going to question him on why he puts ketchup on spaghetti. Anyways, my husband says that he'll go grab it, and tells my son to stay there since it was only an aisle away. He headed over to get it, and he said that it wasn't there, which made no sense, since it was the same aisle that they had just gone down. He then looked up, and he noticed that he was actually in the bread aisle about two aisles down the store. He mentioned that he had somehow literally walked one aisle over, but then ended up three aisles away from where he started. He even verified this by walking back to where the condiments were, and going one more aisle and making sure that our son was still standing there, and he was. Obviously, this makes no sense, and he says that it felt like he had almost somehow teleported to the bread aisle but he moved on, grabbed the ketchup, and then finished shopping, and was just super excited to tell me about what he experienced. Well, that's not where the weirdness ends. He said that now there are strange little things that are different that he's struggling to accept. The first thing he mentioned was my laptop. I do work as a graphic designer, and I work for a small company that does visual designs for larger corporations, Because of COVID, my position is now a fully remote one, and I have a room dedicated to being my office, which is a room that the other two typically don't go into. The other day, I was working on something, and my husband had to come in to tell me something else, and as soon as he walked up to my desk, he paused, and started staring at my work computer. I asked him what was going on, and he asked me where my MacBook was. 
I have literally never used a Mac. I don't personally like the operating system on Apple computers and have always had a standard Windows-based laptop. I told him this and he responded with, No, you had a MacBook Pro. I remember you and me sitting down to look at what you could order through your work and we chose a really beefy Mac because that's what they wanted you to have. I recall the conversation you had with your boss where they told you the whole team was moving to Apple computers and you were upset about it. I told him that that had never happened, and I had no idea what he was talking about. We had a small argument about it, nothing too severe, just a disagreement, and we moved on. One of the other events that happened was when we went to order pizza last weekend. My husband was asking what we wanted, and my son said that he wanted pepperoni. My husband immediately stopped and just stared at him like he had grown a third arm or something. He then started going on about how much my son hated pepperoni, and said that he always asked for a cheese pizza, extra cheese, add chicken. My son has no memory of ever asking for this, and as far back as I can remember, my son has always loved pepperoni. Obviously, this was another thing that upset my husband, but we got our pizza and we moved on. I actually had a conversation with him about all this, and he told me that there are other small things that have been eating away at him that have changed. Things like the neighbor's cars are different from what he remembers, and one of the neighbors seems to live in a different house than what he remembered. He also mentioned that he was confused that I had eaten clams the other day, since he swears I was allergic to shellfish. There were a few other things about our son and about our home that he said felt different. I tried to talk to him about them, but I can tell that it's really upsetting him. And he then mentioned that he thinks he's either losing it, or he has shifted to a different existence. Obviously, nothing seems out of place for me, other than his behavior and how he's feeling and acting about things. For the record, he has no mental health issues, he doesn't use drugs or drink, and he hasn't suffered any injuries. And all of these things just started happening after he had that weird event at the grocery store. I have experienced countless glitches over my lifespan, and I've always wanted to understand. I believe that in this version of reality, there are many mysteries that simply cannot be explained, and so I've stopped trying to get to the source. I have a lot of stories with no good explanations other than ghosts. The story does not involve a ghost, but a glitch. Recently, while listening to your channel, I had a flashback to this glitch that I want to share. I say flashback because it's really not a pleasant memory. This glitch repeated several times over the period of a month, and became so distressing that I moved out of the house where it was happening. I've seen a lot of spooky events in my life, but this one still gives me the chills. This happened back in the day before cell phones, in 1991. I liked to collect old rotary phones from the 1960s, which I would get at a thrift store for 
For anyone who isn't familiar with the ring, then just go to YouTube and search Old Rotary Phone. I actually just now listened to a video of an old phone ringing and it put me right back into this glitch. I was living alone in an old wood frame one-bedroom house in Austin that had been built in the 1920s. I hate being alone at night, and I especially did not like being alone in that house. I worked late shifts at the psychiatric hospital and would get home after midnight. My job was disturbing, and my commute was scary, too. When I would get home, I would call up friends and invite them over because the damned house was so spooky. I would lie in bed with my phone close by, just hoping for a call. Sometimes a friend or a date would visit, but most nights I was alone because I didn't have a roommate and my girlfriend lived across town. One warm late night, I heard a phone ring once from what I thought was the other room. I only had one phone connected, but this ring sounded exactly like my phone, which had a very loud and distinctive ring. I grabbed the receiver, desperate to hear a friend, but there was only a dial tone. I knew that it was not my phone that had rung, but there was no other phone in the house which was connected. Had I managed to fall asleep and then dreamed of a phone ringing? Well, now I was wide awake at three in the morning and I hated being awake at that time. I was lying in bed, and then I heard the ring again. Just one ring. It was from across the room, and I still tried to answer my phone, which was in the bed with me. No answer, only a dial tone. I was awake at this time, and I felt like the ring was coming from under the house. I had never been under the house, but I knew there was a small crawl space to get to the pipes under the floor. I didn't even know how to access the crawl space, but I went outside anyways. I thought that I was losing my mind looking around the house for a rotary phone lying in the ground. So, this is how I lose my mind. <laughs> I was looking for a five-pound rotary phone that I thought I would find in the grass. It was too dark, and I was feeling very afraid of a ghost, so I went back inside and sat with my phone. I finally calmed down and started to feel sleepy again. I comforted myself by asking what is so scary about a phone. Then, I heard the ring again, and this time I was absolutely sure that it came from under the house. The ring was so loud that there was no way I could get back to sleep. The next morning, I stuck my head under the house, but there were no wires or phone. There was just dirt spiders, dead insects, and a skeleton of a small mammal. Obviously, there was no phone. The next night, I was lucky to get a friend to stay over. We were up late just listening to music when the ring happened. I yelled, See? I told you that ghost phone is real. I was elated, but she thought that I was playing a prank, so I challenged her to find the wretched phone. She thought the whole thing was a joke, but became more and more unsettled when she could not find the phone. She started demanding that I tell her what the trick is. She had heard the phone, and it was quite loud. I promised her that this was not a joke, and that I had lost a lot of sleep over it. When she realized that it was no joke, she became very serious. But she could not find a phone. 
I was just happy that someone else witnessed it and that I was not alone in the house. She looked through the entire house, and she looked under the house. The longer that we looked for the source of the sound, the darker the mood that filled the house. I moved out of the house shortly after all of these glitches, and it was later torn down to make way for new condos. This glitch may not sound that impressive to some, but looking back on that house, I believe that I was in an alternative reality. My life changed drastically for the better after I moved out. Hi, Raven. I'm sharing my story only with you because I feel your narration style best suits what happened to me. Heads up, if I sound angry in telling my story, it's because I am. In short, quantum immortality sucks. I was in a terrible car crash in 1998, traveling the I-5 from San Diego to San Francisco. I hit something on the road that caused my car to flip and roll at 75 miles an hour. I hit a van in the process. The car eventually landed on its wheels, and I remember driving the car to the shoulder. I got out of the car and saw that the van I hit had pulled to the shoulder, and I went to see if the driver was okay. He was. The van driver was older than me. I was 28 then, and he would have well been into his 50s. But I remember him saying, You should be dead, son. This threw me off. He pointed to my car. I looked and I saw a twisted, mangled wreck. Yet, I was completely uninjured. The police arrived along with an ambulance. I gave my statement and insurance information. The medics insisted I go to the hospital. I didn't want to because I felt fine. But they said that adrenaline and shock could hide injuries. So, to be safe, I went. As I suspected... I was fine. Not a single broken bone, not even a bruise. But I remember things changing almost immediately when I returned to my college dorm. I was a Marine for 10 years, and I went to college right after that. Being a Marine meant that I was broke, so I lived in a college dorm. I quickly became the big brother of the dorm, and everyone felt safe with the Marine in residence. But that's where it changed. I was well known in my dorm and was greeted by everyone. When I got back, no one talked to me. Okay, I thought. I threw it out of my mind and went about my usual routine. Within a week, I lost my scholarships and had to take out student loans, which I did not want to do, but I was so close to completing my master's program. I had several job prospects lined up when I graduated, but those prospects dried up. But this was nothing compared to what would come. I'm a gay guy, and I have a fiancé. He was my soulmate. I proposed to him on the Golden Gate Bridge. We had our lives planned out together. He was killed by a drunk driver when he went to visit his parents one weekend. He was a gifted athlete, and he was jogging. While jogging, a drunk driver took the intersection corner at over 80 miles per hour. He hit a parked car, and that parked car flew off its wheels and hit my fiancé. 
killing him instantly. With him gone, no job prospects and no money, I returned home and had to live with my parents. When I returned home, things only got worse. My parents now hated me for joining the Marines and for being gay. I came out to them when I was 14 back in 1984, when such things were still frowned upon, but my parents had no issues with it back then, and they were supportive of me. But now, they hated it. I would get into physical fights with my parents because of it. I could not understand what was happening because I didn't have the vocabulary to express it. I do now. This is not my world. I should have died in that accident. Maybe a version of me did. I wound up in this world, and this world does not want me here. It seems as if this world knows that I don't belong here. I know people will ask, well, what's different? Most things are the same. Many of the same movies, TV shows, music, etc., but things have happened very differently for me. For example... I'll meet people who said they were friends of mine in high school. I have no idea who these people are. And when they talk about high school, I have no memories of any of it. Over time, I realized that the me here was a neat guy. The former me was pretty popular and well-liked. More interestingly, the former me had girlfriends. That's a huge difference. There are more. You see, when I was in high school, I hated it. My school was one of the most racist institutions that I have ever known. I was not part of the dominant race there and was treated like trash because of it. I had no friends from my high school because I didn't give a crap about anyone there. I didn't go to games or proms because I hated that school. But here, it was the opposite. Over time, I've had less contact with people from high school... Yet, I do sometimes get a message from someone from high school pop up on Facebook. I just ignore it now. Since coming to this reality, everything has been a struggle. I've had to struggle and fight for everything without much to show for it. I've tried making friends and having relationships. Things would be fine for a couple of weeks, and then I would get ghosted, never knowing why. The longest relationship I've had since coming here has been three weeks. Eventually, I gave up on that. In my previous life, I had friends, a lot of them. I would go out, get invited to parties, go on trips, etc., but here, there's nothing. I remember going on a date several years ago with a guy named Alex. I thought things were going well when he said, There's something wrong with you. With me? I asked. He went on to say that he could not sense a soul in me. He said that I have no aura. Here's the thing. Years later, my brother would say the same thing. And some random guy who claimed to be a psychic approached me one day out of the blue in a store and said the same thing. He said, You lost your soul somewhere, didn't you? I think it was in that car crash back in 1998. Now, imagine what I just told you about my life happening every day for the next 24 years. Every day is a fight, a struggle to survive. Do you know what the most heartbreaking thing is? I'm not a marine in this reality. 
I joined the Marines right out of high school. I served my country, and I was proud of my service. Here, there's no record that I ever joined the military. The previous me here went into retail, apparently. I would never have done that. Years of service just gone. Ten years of my life that I can't talk to anyone about because it just never happened here. My father hated me until he died, and it seems my mother will do the same. These are not my parents. Even though I've tried, I'm in my 50s and I've had no friends or relationships since I ended up here 24 years ago. I hate being in this reality, and this reality, it seems, hates me being here as well. Eventually, I would learn about quantum immortality and finally had the vocabulary and the theoretical framework to understand what happened to me. I guess it was not my time to die in that car wreck, so I ended up here. Here in a reality that hates me being here. I also hate it. It's a rough existence for me here, and I'm quite exhausted. I can't wait to die, to get some rest and hopefully be reunited with my love again. I miss them every day. I miss my friends, I miss my family, and my entire life. My life wasn't perfect, but it was still really good. I had happiness, fun, beauty, and love in my life. I had a soul there. I have none of that here. Every day is a miserable slog to the grave for me, no matter how hard I try to improve things. This reality makes sure of that. It wasn't my time to die in that car wreck. But every day here makes me really wish it was. Because quantum immortality really, really sucks. On Thursday night... I saw something unexplainable, and it has greatly disturbed me. I shared this with my mom, my friend, and my fiancé, but I don't believe anyone else would really believe me, or care, so I'll share it with you guys, as I've been reading this subreddit since its inception. This was really weird. I saw it with my own two eyes, out of nowhere, and it didn't seem paranormal at all. I have had other paranormal experiences, this did not resemble them. I was not under the influence of drugs, it was just like a glitch in a video game program. I also have never heard of anything like this, so please do feel free to share if you have any ideas. I was lying in bed scrolling social media on my phone. I'll provide a sketched image of the room's arrangements and what I could see from my point of view on the bed. In the corner of the room, and out of the corner of my eye, I saw the movement of a gray object. It moved down the corner of my room, and the movement turned my head instinctually. When I turned my head, I saw something that I hesitate to describe because it didn't make sense, and I had never seen anything like it before. Think... Lovecraftian confusion and disorientation, but without the horror element. It was like a gray smudge out of the fabric of reality. It moved like an orb, weightless in the space between my bed and the wall, but it was not spherical, and was rather blob-like. 
It was neither entirely translucent nor entirely opaque. The center of it was an opaque light gray, while the edges of the object were a darker and more translucent gray. It seemed like what it would look like if someone took their thumb and smudged ashes onto the world. It moved quickly from the top corner of my room to the middle of the room, near me, where I locked my eyes on it before it quickly swooped around the corner and into my closet. I know that that doesn't seem crazy compared to some experiences, but imagine seeing something like this just appear when you least expect it, zip around your room, and then disappear into your closet. I immediately froze up. It was as though my blood ran cold, and I began to shiver uncontrollably. Unable to move from my bed because I was completely frozen in shock, and confused about whether I could potentially be in danger, or elsewise be going crazy, having a stroke, I called my mom and broke down until she talked me into being able to get up, turn on the main lights in my room, and run out. Later, I came back to inspect the closet, and of course there was nothing in there. But this leads to some interesting questions. I've obviously been thinking a lot about this since it happened. This weird blob or smudge zipped from the top corner of my room and swung around into my closet. If the thing were not sentient, why would it go into the closet? If the thing were just some sort of extra-dimensional mass of energy, would it not go through the wall to get into my closet and not through the door? If it were a migraine aura, it shouldn't swoop around the room, but instead remain stationary in my field of vision. I have been thinking of alternative explanations. It could not have been a shadow. First, because it did not look like a shadow. It very clearly was airborne and not cast onto the wall. Second, there is one window in my room, but it opens into a concrete wall. Beautiful view. And no light ever comes in my window. This was at night, thus there couldn't have been headlights or anything casting a shadow. I have one lamp in my room that was casting light onto the opposite wall. The lamp was in my field of vision and nothing else moved to cast a shadow, to my knowledge. I also do not visually hallucinate. I've only ever seen one other unexplainable thing in my life. Hearing and sensing and feeling and smelling are another story, and it was in the woods. And I felt the same unexplainable sense of fear and shock, where you hear in your brain clearly reverberating this cannot have happened. After the experience, it could have been shock, but I felt full of energy and could not stop shaking. Another aside, this is not carbon monoxide poisoning. We have sensors and we've lived here for a year, and I haven't had anything like this happen before at this place. Anyways, I'm not used to posting things like this, so this is pretty vulnerable for me. But I absolutely encourage alternative explanations, or similar experiences if anyone would like to share, or to point me in the direction where I might learn more, because I can't stop thinking about it. Long-time listener, first-time submitter, 
mostly because the glitches I've experienced have always been minor or just basic inconveniences. I have a few situations where things have disappeared and reappeared in random places, and I have a few things in my past where things seem to have changed from what I remember to something completely opposite. But, for the most part, I like to believe that these could just be a false memory or weird coincidences. I've always loved listening to glitch stories, but I've never been one to really take them to be absolute truths. I'm not saying that people are lying, I just want to look for that logical explanation. That said, I don't have a logical explanation for what happened to me, and because of that, I'm going to look at these with more of an open mind. This happened about two weeks ago. My boyfriend and I decided that we wanted to go for a walk around our area, and there's a walking path that actually goes around a significant portion of our small town. It's hard to explain, but it's basically like they built a walking path to encircle the entire town, but it breaks off into a number of small streets and sidewalks, so it is super convenient. We decided that we should take the path to the south and see where it took us, because we knew that in that direction there was a small park, and... We assumed that it went that way. We started walking on the path, and about 15 minutes into the walk, there was what is basically a walking tunnel that goes under a main street next to a spill creek. It was a bit later in the evening, so yeah, it was a bit creepy, but there were lights and we were already headed that way, so I wasn't going to say that we shouldn't go through it. As we got into the tunnel... I noticed that it was super quiet inside of it, which I thought was kind of weird. With it being a concrete tunnel, you would think that the sounds would be echoey and the road noise above would be amplified. But it was seriously just silent and still. The tunnel itself was probably a couple hundred feet in length, so it's not like it was huge or anything. We walked in, and after a few moments, something just felt really off. Kind of like my anxiety was hitting me in the face really hard. But there was nothing about it that I should have been scared of. I turned to tell my boyfriend that I wasn't feeling great about pressing on, and I thought that we should go ahead and head home. And before I could say anything, something else cut me off. I say something and not someone for a reason. The voice that responded did not sound human. The inflection was super robotic and monotone, almost like a, a Siri or an Alexa voice. It sounded like it was trying to be human but couldn't quite make it work. I remember exactly what it said, too. It said in its creepy straight tone, You should go home, Hannah. Hannah is obviously my name, and it seriously made my skin crawl, because what the hell was that? My boyfriend and I both have Androids, so it wasn't Siri, and neither of us has the Alexa app on our phone. I know that we have the Google Assistant, but it makes a dinging noise whenever you set it off, and the voice didn't really sound like it was coming from our phones. It sounded like it was coming from the tunnel. There were no places where someone could have hidden a speaker. Neither of us had our phones out or the sound on. 
and no one else was in the tunnel with us. It was just us walking. Aside from that, even if some random person was playing a prank, how would they have known to have it say that we should go home when I hadn't even gotten the words out? And how would they have known my name? I asked my boyfriend if he heard what I heard, and he said that he did, and we both decided that we needed to go ahead and go home instead of going to the park. The next time that we walked that way, I didn't get that same nervous feeling about the tunnel. It was perfectly fine. As we walked through, I looked around the tunnel for, like, a grate or a vent or something where someone could have hidden something for a prank, and there weren't any places that would work. There weren't any speakers in the walls, and there wouldn't be any reason for them to be there anyways. This was just a walking tunnel. We were lucky that there were a few lights in the ceiling as it is. I have no idea what told me I needed to leave. I have no idea why it told me I needed to leave. But I'm glad that I listened to it, I guess. Whatever it was, I want to believe that it saved me from something. And if I hadn't listened to it, something bad could have happened. So, I guess I just wanted to put this story out here as a way to show my gratitude to the Matrix. This happened a few years back, when I worked for a fairly popular pizza place. The location I worked at was a bit strange, as it had a lobby with a full buffet for lunch, but dinner... It was only takeout and delivery, because the manager had decided that we didn't get enough business for us to do table service in the evenings. I used to work the last shift, which was pretty much 4pm to 10pm, but I would typically be there until midnight helping clean up the store. Those last couple hours were for the most part dead. When it came to business at the store... The nights were pretty much 99% deliveries and then 1% carryout. So after a certain point, I would help stock up supplies, do dishes, and then sit on my phone watching YouTube until we could do the closing tasks. On this night, I heard the door chime go off around 9.50. So I got up from the seat in the back and headed up to the front of the store to see if it was a customer or a driver coming in the front door for whatever reason. As I round the corner, I see a man that is very noticeable, mostly because he looks like he's the important corporate type. He's wearing a nice suit jacket with a button-up shirt, but then also wearing jeans and what look like cowboy boots. Honestly, he stood out. People around here don't really wear boots like that, because we're a fairly suburban area outside of a decently sized city. I made small talk and took his order, and he ordered two large pies, two orders of breadsticks, and a cinnamon dessert thing that we had, and then a few two liters of soda. It was a decently sized order, so I told him it would be about 20 or so minutes, but since he was the only customer or order at the time, it would probably be a bit less. We get the food put together... I make one of the pizzas and get the breadsticks in the first oven rack. The other cook gets everything else together and we move through it pretty quickly. Once it's all done, I put it on the counter in front of the customer and open the boxes, and he says it all looks good. 
I ask him if he wants help carrying it all out because it is a lot of food, and he says that he can get it all. He grabs the two boxes and the two bags with the other items and heads toward the door. I thank him and tell him to have a great night, and as soon as I hear the door chime, the other cook shouts at me that I forgot to bag the cinnamon dessert. I shout an expletive and grab the box it's in, and I immediately run to the door to get it to him. I want to mention that the time between the chime going off of him leaving the store and me grabbing that box, it was less than five seconds, and it was probably only another five to get to the door. So, there was no way for this guy to have gotten all of his food in his car, gotten in the car himself, gotten the car started, and then driven out of our parking lot. But he was literally nowhere to be found. There was only one exit to our lot, but there were no cars leaving. There were no cars parked. Nothing. This guy was nowhere to be seen. I noticed that one of our drivers was off to the side having a smoke break, and I asked him if he saw a guy walk out, and described the customer. He literally said that no one had walked out of the building for a while, and he'd been outside for about 15 minutes. I knew that this was accurate, because he'd asked if we needed help with the order that we were making for the guy, and when we told him that we had it, he told us he was going to take his break. I have no idea where the hell this guy could have gone. How he could have just vanished like this. How he got out of the building and off the property that quickly. Unless he had some sort of teleportation power or something. But the poor guy never got his cinnamon roll thing that we made for him. And he never called to let us know that we forgot it. I do feel awful because it's seriously delicious. And he definitely missed out. But... The Matrix decided to move him from this existence to another one, I guess. My wife and I are pretty avid hikers and backpackers, and we like to spend a lot of our spare time out on the trails that we live near. I won't say exactly where we live, but I'll mention that we live in a very beautiful area in Colorado. We know a lot of the area pretty well because we've lived here for the entire 25 years that we've been married. We raised our son here and we got him involved in our love of nature, so now that he's out of the house and is starting a family, he's pretty much a carbon copy of me when I was his age. I know this sounds a bit pointless for a glitch, but it's absolutely relevant. With all this, what I'm trying to establish here is that we know nature. We know the trails, the woods, and we're all fairly confident in our abilities and knowledge of what goes on out here. And I've never been afraid of anything in the woods because I have that experience. That out of the way, there was one event that happened a couple of years ago that myself, my wife, my son, and his girlfriend all experienced. We decided that we wanted to make a Saturday trip out to a hiking spot that the three of us had been down multiple times. We decided that we needed to head out in the morning to get out to where we needed to. We all got our gear together and were honestly pretty hyped up to head down the trail. Because I knew that there was a small pond in one of the spots that was just beautiful. We got there, 
we got into the woods, and we started toward where I wanted to get to. We were having a great time, taking pictures, commenting about certain trees. My son is a bit of a botany nerd, and his girlfriend seemed like she was having a good time too. It was all the perfect trip, until it wasn't. I know that sounds weird, but here's basically how it went down. There was a trail that we needed to take to get to the pond that was off of the main path. It wasn't clearly marked, but it was obvious where it had started, because the trees were slightly cut back, and it had created what was almost an arch over where it started. I saw the area and made sure it was the right one with the GPS that we had, and I took the lead to head toward the trail. This is where things got weird. I stepped through the arch first, and as soon as I did, something felt completely off. I kept going for about five or so feet and paused to look around, and I was trying to place what I was feeling. As soon as I realized what was wrong, which was the fact that as soon as I got on this trail it went completely silent and motionless, I heard what sounded like somebody getting sick. I turned around, and I noticed that my daughter-in-law was hunched over and throwing up off the trail. My son was comforting her and my wife was staring at me like she was about to have a heart attack. Obviously, we walked over to my daughter-in-law to see if she was okay, and she mentioned that as soon as she walked onto the trail, she started feeling dizzy and like gravity had intensified. That was a pretty spot-on explanation for what I was feeling, minus the dizziness. It felt like, as soon as we stepped onto that path, the gravity intensified by two or three times. Like, it was super heavy, super still and silent, and something was definitely wrong. I know a lot of people would say something like this was just our instincts, but it felt like more than that. It felt like something was telling all four of us to stay off the trail and to go somewhere else. I confirmed with my wife and my son that they felt the same way, and they both described the same feeling that I'd had. That sense of something telling us to not go this way. Something making us feel this immense pressure. Once we got away from this path, things went back to feeling normal. There was no pressure, the forest felt alive again, and my son's wife felt fine. She was confused about why she got sick because she was feeling okay the entire time. Unfortunately, we didn't really have an explanation for her, so I just mentioned that maybe something with her breakfast didn't agree with her stomach. I have no idea what all this was. Like I said, maybe it was just instincts, but if so, we all four had the same instinctual reaction to something that we've done before and a location that we've been to. I have personally had anxiety attacks in the past, and I know what they feel like, but this felt like the pressure was being exerted by something external. Either way, we never went down that path, and we've avoided that area altogether when we go hiking now, all because of that feeling we had that day. The story is by JM1701. So, it was pretty recent, around 2018, and it was just before 3pm and a clear summer day. 
the sky was totally blue. I was completely sober, as was my mom who was with me. I feel like I need to preface this, as both my mother and I questioned what happened at the time. Mostly our sanity. The day started normal. It was around 11am when my technology started bugging out. Not weird. It could have been down to anything, but in all honesty, looking back, it added to the strangeness of what was about to happen, related or not. My mother and myself went to pick up my younger sister, who was 10 at the time, from school, as it was just before 3pm. It's maybe a 15-20 to minute walk from home to the school. The first five minutes were a breeze. I was on the phone with a friend finishing our conversation, and when I went to hang up, my phone started freaking out. It sounded exactly like that early 2000s noise when you're sat at the computer with speakers and a call comes in. It's that static, beeping interference noise. I'm not sure how to explain it, but if you've lived through those times, you'll know exactly what I mean. Regardless, I put it down to it being just another odd thing. Things happen. It's whatever. This is where the strange part happened. I put my phone in my pocket and continued walking with my mother. We walked past a bus stop, and as soon as we walked past it, it was like time stood still. There was a weird cloud. It almost looked like it was a square. The sky turned a dark gray. Like I said, this was a clear summer's day. No cloud in sight when we set off. We were initially walking up the path. There were plenty of cars and the sound of engines. When we got to this bus stop, nothing. No cars, no people. Which was strange because it was the time when all the kids were coming out of school. And strangest of all, there was no sound of wind or nature. I know that makes no sense because of course there wouldn't be wind on a summer's day, but I mean no noise at all. Complete silence. It felt like we were walking in a ghost land. It was eerily silent for what should have been a lively few minutes. I can't put into words how quiet it was. We walked for what felt like hours, and we both felt like we were retracing our steps until we came to the end of the road and things slowly went back to how they were. It felt almost like hiking in a high altitude. As soon as my mother and I walked by that bus stop, it felt like the world stood still, and the sky looked entirely different from what we had seen a few seconds ago before we walked by the bus stop. Neither of us can explain it, and we still talk about it every so often. If anyone can explain this at all or tell me a similar experience, I would be grateful. The OP was then asked a few questions and answered them in the comments. In this question, the person had asked if they had walked this route many times before, and the OP said, The route was very familiar. I went to the same school as a kid, so I've walked this route hundreds of times. I could probably walk the route blindfolded. The road seemed to elongate, not physically or visually, it just felt like it. It felt like we were walking for what felt like forever. Again, it was in a weird silence while seeing the cloud and gray sky. I wish I could explain it better, but it truly just felt like we walked into an abandoned area for hours along with the visual anomalies.
another person asked them to tell them about the square cloud, and then asked them if they lost their sense of smell. The OP responded, I'm not entirely sure how to explain it. The only way I can describe it, it was as if the clouds had a corner. To the left of us was the sharp corner, and to the right of us the cloud was a little fluffier, but it definitely had an edge, and a corner. I don't remember losing my sense of smell, though. I might have, but I've spoken to my mother who experienced this with me, and both of us just remember losing all sense of self. We both remember not having any senses, and I mean that as in no sensation in our body in regards to sense, touch, taste, etc., other than pure confusion. The overwhelming feeling was, what the hell am I witnessing? But no sense of impending doom. Again, not quite sure how to explain it, it just felt like an out-of-body experience with a lot of surreal confusion. I have a pretty short but weird glitch that happened to me just a few months ago. I don't get to see my mother too often, so when I do see her, I try to do something nice for her to show her that, while I don't get to see her as much as I'd like to, I do appreciate and love her. Two things to know about my mom that are important for this story, she loves pie. Specifically pie from this little bakery that we used to go to when I was a kid, and she is deathly allergic to strawberries. The bakery is near where I live. I stayed in my hometown, and she actually moved a couple of hours away, so she doesn't get to go there really anymore. Last month was my mother's birthday, and it was one of the times where I decided I needed to drive out and see her. Because it was her birthday, I wanted to surprise her with one of the pies from the bakery that she loved. I called them, I put an order in for an apple pie, and then one strawberry rhubarb. Unlike my mother... I am not allergic to strawberries, and strawberry rhubarb is my absolute favorite. When I went to pick it up, I spoke with the bakery owner about my mom. They used to be really good friends, and I verified with her which pie was which because of my mom's allergy. She had actually cut a small bit of the center of the crust out of the strawberry rhubarb pie so that you could see that it was red and I could tell without a doubt which one was strawberry, and which one was apple. She'd box them, as per the norm, but the boxes just folded closed, so you could easily open them to see the pie and know which one was which. I thanked her, and I left. I decided to run my strawberry pie home so that it would never be anywhere near my mom or her place. I got home, opened the box made sure I was putting the correct pie in the fridge at home, and then left to go see my mother. I won't go into the full detail of our day together. I'll just say it was a great day, and she was beyond happy to see both myself and the pie. Though, I do want to mention that she never opened the box to the pie until the end of the evening. We were wrapping up the visit, and she asked me if I wanted to have some of the apple pie that I had bought. I said I would absolutely stay for a slice. She grabbed the pie, opened the box, and cut into it. I was immediately upset 
when I saw Red coming up with the knife. As soon as I saw that, I told her to stop and I took over cutting it. Sure enough, it was a strawberry rhubarb pie, not the apple one. I was confused. The baker was always good at making sure to keep them properly marked and I had never gotten the wrong one from her, but mistakes do happen. So, I assumed that she may have just given me the wrong one. I apologized to my mother and I told her that I would be back the next day with her apple pie. And I just mentioned that I must have grabbed the wrong one when I left my house, or that they may have gotten the order wrong. When I got home, I opened the pie that I had brought back with me, and something just felt weird about it. Because, as I'd mentioned before, she said she had cut some of the crust off for an opening for me so I could tell which was which, which told me that she was being careful about the whole thing. This pie had no pieces from the center missing, though. My initial assumption was that she had just handed me two strawberry ones instead of a strawberry and an apple. But then I pulled mine out of the fridge to look at it. When I did, I was even more confused. There was a small window cut into the crust, but the filling was a white and brown color, like it was apple cinnamon. When I left the bakery, I remembered looking at the pies and seeing that the one with the little window was the strawberry one. I remember the dark red filling. When I put mine in the fridge, that's how I verified that I was grabbing the right one. There was red in the crust. But yet, when I got home from my mother's, it was white, with cinnamon. I have no idea how the pies got switched or how at some point the one with the window was apple instead of strawberry, but at some point in time, everything got changed and flipped to be the opposite of what it really was. I know this isn't creepy, just weird, so hopefully your audience will still enjoy it, but to me, it was the strangest thing I have ever experienced. Obviously, I took the correct pie out to my mother's place the next day, and I just told her that I had grabbed the wrong one, without explaining the weird Matrix pie swap that happened. This happened about a month ago, and it made me question reality as a whole. I live in a three-story flat with my family. We rent out the third floor to an old Japanese couple, and they usually give us gifts and food every now and then. A month ago, they gave us a box of those fancy expensive chocolate sets. I remembered opening up the box, in the kitchen, and I saw that there were nine packages of chocolate inside. The colors of wrappings were white, pink, and blue. I remembered spending at least two to three minutes to pick which one I wanted to eat. For me... I always associate the designs and colors of the wrappings slash packages to the flavor of the goodies inside. So, I decided to pick the pink one because I thought the chocolate inside would taste better than the ones with the white or blue wrappings. I picked the pink one out of the box and placed it on the kitchen table. Then my mom called me from the living room to ask me to bring her a cup of tea. I did, and that was when the strangest thing happened. 
When I came back to the kitchen, the chocolate that I picked out from the box was white. I thought maybe I picked the wrong one, but when I opened the box, I saw that they were all white. No pinks, no blues, just whites. It was impossible because I remembered spending at least a few minutes to pick which color I wanted to eat. And FYI, I'm not colorblind either, so I have no idea how this could have happened. I freaked out, and I didn't end up eating the chocolate. I always hear people talking about Glitch in the Matrix stories, and now, it's happened to me. I was reminded of this today, as it happened nine years ago, on the 23rd of August, 2013. The day is the birthday of one of my exes, an ex-dom play partner to be specific. It was a weekday. I had arranged to meet her after work in a restaurant-slash-pub in East London for a drink and food, and to give her a little mark of my respect a sterling silver claw ring. It was in a presentation box, probably 3 by 3 by 2 inches, and in a gift bag with a card. I had put it in my boots, because East London, and I drove to the pub. I went to get it out of the boot, and there was the bag, but no box or card. Neither should have fallen out. The boot was quite small, and the bag was still upright, supported by the chassis on one side, and a picnic blanket against it. Other than the blanket and a few small bits and pieces, the boot was mostly empty. I pulled out the blanket and searched every corner, every nook and cranny. I swear, I searched that boot several times, shook the blanket, I even turned the empty bag upside down. The box was too big to just be overlooked in a corner, and the card was large, white, and oblong, which would have stood out against the dark great boot upholstery. You have to realize that I had hinted that I had something pretty damn special, and this was not just an embarrassment, this was a major relationship disaster. I searched every inch of the car and spent so long with it, I was late for our meeting, which ticked her off to begin with. The evening was a bit of a disaster, The pub was noisy and crowded. She didn't get the promised present, not even a card. She didn't like the food, and, long story short, she hinted that she could have spent the evening with someone who actually gave her some respect. We pretty much split up that night. I went home a lot earlier than expected, and I didn't look in the boot until the next day. There was the picnic blanket where I had thrown it in the car, and there literally sitting on top of the blanket, was a card and a presentation box. I tore up the card and kept the claw ring, which I gave to another friend a few months later. Well, I live with my mom, and at first things would disappear, like I would leave my phone charger on the table and it would disappear, and then five minutes later it would appear on the table. First, I was like, okay, whatever. And then it started happening more and more, often with other things. 
one time while I was at work, my mom called me and she was like, did you change your bed sheets? I'm like, what? I still have the same blue ones. And she was like, no, you have a red one. I told her that she was just imagining things, and she walked into my room that moment, and she was like, what the hell? I know I saw them as red earlier when I walked in there. I just told her it was her imagination. Now this other thing that just happened too, and both of us confirmed that something is happening. It's something strange. We were at Walmart the other day, and she got a bottle of some hand soap, and she was like, smell it. I say it smells good, like lemon, and I read the label in front of her very clearly. Lemon scented hand soap. I told her perfect. We can put this one in the bathroom to wash our hands. A few days pass, and today I finished using the restroom and I was going to wash my hands, but we had no soap. I asked my mom where the lemon hand soap we bought the other day was. She told me it was under the sink, so... I went and grabbed it. I opened it, and I squeezed the nozzle. It wasn't soapy, and it was a weird texture. I'm just like, okay. So I called my mom to the restroom, and I tell her this soap doesn't work. She was like, how strange. She picked it up, and her face went pale. I asked her what was wrong, and she was like, Remember you read the label the other day, and it clearly said lemon-scented hand soap? I say, yeah, why? She turned the bottle around, and it said lemon-scented body lotion. I instantly knew that was wrong. I'm just like, what the hell? And that just confirms what I was suspecting all along. That we've been having a lot of glitches lately, or maybe even going to parallel universes or something... I know it sounds lame, but I'm glad that I now have my mom as a witness to this thing that happened, and I'm not just crazy or imagining things. What do you guys think's happening? Glitch? Parallel universe switch? Or could the house just be haunted, and some ghosts are messing with us? This just happened to me tonight, and I'm wondering if anybody has experienced anything similar. So, I get home from work around 11pm, and by then everyone else in the house is in bed sleeping. I walk through my front door and I hear that the TV is on, so my first thought is that my brother is still awake watching TV. Which I thought was a little weird, but not too weird because he would rarely be up when I get home. Anyways, I was going to go into the living room expecting to see him and to say, what are you doing still awake? But he wasn't on the couch. I then thought to myself, he must have just gone to bed without shutting off the TV. I then went to the bathroom, maybe for five minutes tops. I come back out and sit at the kitchen table. The way the house is set up, you can't really see the couch from the kitchen, but you can see the footrest of the recliner on the couch. And so, when I sat down at the table, I looked over and saw his foot on the recliner. Then I got up, and sure enough, he was sound asleep on the couch. 
I was really questioning myself at this point, so I needed clarification as to if he had just been there since I'd gotten home from work, or if he got up in between the time I checked the couch and he wasn't there, and the time I was in the bathroom for. Anyways, I woke him up and asked him if he's been there the whole time since I got home. His response was just, I don't know, I think so. Basically, still half asleep. Moral of the story, I'm just thinking I missed him on the couch, but I remember clear as day checking to see if he was there. And he wasn't. I have trees and shrubs in my front yard, and to ensure that they get adequate water, I have one of those drip systems made out of that black plastic hosing, and smaller tubes slash bubblers that lead to each tree well. There are about ten trees and five shrubs that receive water this way. The other day I noticed that the lemon tree was looking dry, so I assumed the bubbler might have been clogged. It happens due to the alkaline in the groundwater. I went over to clean it, but I couldn't see the bubbler in the tree well. I dug around a little, and I still couldn't find it. I didn't notice until then that there was no water tubing that led from the large hose to the lemon tree either. The tubing and the bubbler were both gone, so the tree wasn't getting any water. This doesn't make sense for a couple of reasons. I live in a very hot, dry climate, and there's no way the lemon tree would have lived without this source of water. The lemon tree is a year old. It wasn't planted recently and only started showing signs of dehydration. The water tubes attached to the main hose by puncturing it and using a pointed attachment to divert water. If the water tube and bubbler were somehow yanked out of the main hose, there would still be a hole in the main hose, and when I turned the faucet on, water would shoot out of said hole. That didn't happen. There was no hole. I was so confused about what happened to the lemon tree's water attachment that I went around the whole yard examining the main hose for any attachments that didn't appear to lead anywhere just in case the whole thing somehow got buried in the yard or tree well. I literally traced every single attachment on that hose to its respective tree. There were no extra attachments, and there were no empty holes. The way it looked, that attachment never existed, though I know that it did. It doesn't make any sense. That type of hose doesn't close up on its own. When there's a hole in it, it stays there even in hot weather. That lemon tree could not have survived a week without water, much less a year, and there's no way that it just received the water it needed from a neighboring tree because they're all quite spread out. I know for a fact that when I planted that lemon tree, I put a bubbler in it. I've adjusted that same bubbler countless times when watering the trees. I know it was there, and now it isn't. I don't understand what on earth happened. I literally just experienced what I would consider to be my first glitch in the Matrix. 
and I'm at a genuine loss for words. I've read a lot of glitch stories over the past few months, and I've been listening to podcasts on glitches and all that, but I never personally thought I would experience anything that could be considered a glitch. Of course, that all changed pretty quickly, and of course, it involved my cats, because cats can pretty much do whatever they want on every plane of existence. I was in the kitchen making dinner for myself and my son, and I had to pause to watch something which required me to turn away from the stove and go to the sink. The way the kitchen is laid out, the stove is just opposite the sink, and the sink has a large window over it that looks out into the back porch, and our back porch is covered with a door. Because the whole porch is like this, we let our cat, Prince, out onto the porch because he can go out and watch the yard, but can't actually get out. Anyways, I look out the window while I'm washing whatever it was, and I see Prince sitting on the patio table, just staring out at nothing in particular. I remember thinking that he looked incredibly regal, because the sun was setting and it was reflecting off of his shiny black fur as he watched over his territory. I finished washing the dish and go back to finishing up dinner. After a couple minutes, I head over to the living room where my son is playing Minecraft on his Xbox, and I tell him that dinner is ready. He protests it a bit because he was having fun, but he eventually gives in and says okay, and shuts it off. I get his plate ready and get him at the dinner table, and then turn to make my own food. As soon as I turn back to the kitchen to get my own food, I am met with the softest of meows, and a shiny black cat sitting on the counter staring at me, expecting some of our food. I was taken aback at this. This was literally impossible. The door was shut. There was no other way in. There's only the two of us living here, myself and my son. He was busy on Minecraft, and when he gets into it, it's impossible to pull him away from it. So there's no way that he let Prince in. I didn't let him in because I was making the food, and it's just the two of us. For a moment, I thought that it could have been another cat, but it was definitely Prince's shiny black fur and blue collar that was in front of the window. So, in the end, I have literally no clue how he got into the house like he did without either of us letting him in. My guess is that he smelled dinner and was like, well, time to just phase through the wall and get my food. And bam, there he was. I was just left confused but accepting of the fact that a hungry cat has the ability to do things that we humans could literally never understand. So, I've been lurking here for a while, and I decided I would post something that happened to me about a year ago. I think you guys might find it interesting. I don't understand what the hell happened at all, and still to this day I cannot shake it. I was in the garage one night about a year ago. Now, my garage connects to the house through a door that I usually keep open, as I tend to go in and out all night working on things. 
from the garage, you can, from close to the door, see straight up to the back door of the house. It's a small townhouse, and is basically a straight line. So, I was working on the desk in the garage, the TV was off as I was close to finishing up for the night, and going to bed. As I was looking at my projects on the desk, I heard a noise from the kitchen. I'm pretty used to the cat jumping through plastic bags and thought nothing of it for a second. I looked over at a box, and the cat was sitting on top of it fast asleep. It was at that moment my dog starts barking from the lounge room, which is just beyond the doorway to the garage. So, thinking not much of it, he barks randomly all the time, if something falls off the bench, etc. I went towards the garage door. As I approached the doorway, the dog was barking much louder. I hear what I can only describe as loud, heavy footsteps start running from the kitchen across the tiles toward the garage. And I mean, I can hear it clear as day. My first thought of this is, it's a threat, so I put my hands up ready to throw a punch at whoever comes through the door. And it just stops. Nothing. The dog is still barking, but nothing. I waited a few seconds and thought, oh hell, he's waiting for me. So I grab a piece of pipe and went through the doorway carefully, ready for some robber to jump at me. But it's nothing. There's no one there. The dog's watching me like nothing happened. It took me only a few minutes to realize that the house was locked up, and only myself and my fiancé who was in bed upstairs were there. As I went over it in my head, I realized something. Important detail to note, my family has very heavy footsteps, like annoyingly so. If I'm upstairs, I have to walk carefully as I'm basically thumping across the floor with my heel usually. The footsteps sounded exactly like mine. The heavyweight heel-like running sounded exactly like mine. I even ran from the kitchen to the garage again a few days later to see if it sounded the same. A year later, I can't shake it. Something or someone mimicked me, or it was me. I know my own footsteps, and they were 100% mine, but I sure as hell don't get it. I've been lurking on this sub for years now, and I've desperately wanted to experience a glitch, but aside from several DOPs, I've had nothing. And then yesterday, it finally happened. It's rather boring as far as glitches go, but I asked and the universe delivered. So, who am I to complain? Anyways, here it is. I like to listen to podcasts while I go about my daily routine. Usually while exercising, cleaning, or putting on makeup. If I don't have anything else to do, I'll do a jigsaw puzzle or paint by numbers. Yesterday I was finishing up a paint by numbers painting and coincidentally listening to a podcast on glitches. It's important to note the way that I go about completing the paintings. I always do one color at a time, and since the paintings are large, I invariably miss a few spots here and there, but I'll go back and paint those as I find them. At this point, 
My painting was almost finished, and I was on the last color. But there was one spot that I had left because paint from an adjacent spot had smeared over the number, and I couldn't tell what it was. The painting kit comes with a paper version of the painting, with the numbers on it for that exact reason. So I referred to the paper, saw that it was a 5, pink, and I painted it. I distinctly remember doing this. I made sure to use plenty of paint so that it would cover the smudged paint underneath. There was a spot adjacent to this that I needed to paint, but I decided to move on to another section in order to let the pink dry a bit first. After working on another part of the painting, I went back to that section, and the pink that I had just painted was completely gone. Vanished. It looked exactly as it had before, with the brown paint smudged and obscuring the number. There is no explanation for this. I am 100% sure that I painted the spot. I remember I had to rinse my brush before and after, as it was a different color. I remember making sure to completely cover the paint underneath. Even if I had accidentally brushed my arm across it, it wouldn't completely disappear like that. I've made mistakes before, and even when I notice immediately and wipe it away with a paper towel, it still leaves a residue. There was absolutely nothing there aside from the brown paint that had smudged over the number. It looked exactly like it had before I painted it. How? So, there's my glitch. It's kind of silly and boring, but beggars can't be choosers, I guess. I should stop complaining and own my glitch with pride. <laughs> Maybe the universe will provide me with something more interesting next time. Last night, I was enjoying my last cigarette before bed while sitting on the sofa in the sunroom. It went out. I relit it with the lighter in question, cheap, pink, electric clicky kind, and it slipped out of my hand, hit the floor, and vanished into thin air. For some extra context, and probably way too much extra detail, but bear with me guys, this is bothering me, I always use a gold-plated clipper, which had a busted flint. It was late, dark, and changing flints as fiddly, so... I used this plastic one that I found in my jacket pocket that I must have picked up, or stolen, from somebody. The room that I was sitting in is a grey, stark, tiled room with next to zero decoration. The lighter was obviously inches away from my face when it slipped out of my hand at sitting height. I heard it hit the floor, clatter, and skid ever so slightly before coming to a halt. I immediately bend down to pick it up, assuming that it had either stopped skidding by knocking into the tiled coffee table, that's a big, almost immovable slab totally flush to the floor, directly in front of me, or on the leg of the sofa on which I was sitting, that is raised about 15 centimeters from the floor and sits right in the middle of the room, away from any walls. It wasn't there, and... It wasn't anywhere. After turning on all the lights, I moved the sofa that I was on, and even checked beneath the sofa opposite the coffee table with the torch. 
despite absolutely knowing it couldn't have possibly skidded that far, after somehow phasing through the table in front of me. I even moved the bar stalls behind me and checked behind the curtain just to make absolutely sure. The bar itself is tiled into the floor with no gaps. The curtain, transparent foil with no turn-ups. I know it's not the most exciting story ever told, but this was just inexplicably irritating. There have been lots and lots of other occurrences in this house that sometimes verge on paranormal, but this is such a small thing that I witnessed that's bothering me more than most of the bigger things that have had happen. A pink lighter would be obvious against the gray for a start. I've checked everywhere twice and again in the daytime today, but it's gone. Vanished. Maybe it's somehow fallen through the layers of concrete and tile, into the well that was originally below this room, or maybe it's been returned to its original owner. I just don't know and I can't get the damn lighter out of my mind. I'm just glad it wasn't my special lighter, or I'd be pissed. I have no explanation for how this happened, and I've only told a couple of people about this because I know no one would believe me, because I lose things all the time. This happened sometime in August of 2021. I had two Xbox controllers, a blue one and a white one, and I sit the white controller on my neatly made bed, and I climb into the bed to get comfortable. I get under the covers and notice the controller is gone. So, I pat the bed down, but I'm not feeling it at all. I literally start removing the covers off of my bed, and I still don't see anything, I even move the bed away from the wall to see if it fell, even though I know it didn't because I would have heard it fall on the floor, because it's a hard floor. Also, the controller had a rattle sound in it. I lived in a small dorm room at the time with my sister, and she was in her bed when this happened. So, I asked her if she'd seen the controller, and she says no. I go the rest of the day without seeing it, and I'm really upset at this point, because I know this isn't normal. It should have been where I left it. I ended up buying a new controller online because I know I didn't lose the controller like I normally lose stuff. I sent the controller to my grandparents' house so I would get it on the weekend when I visited. As this was happening, my friend lost her laptop charger and that was really weird because she usually keeps it in one spot, and her side of the room was usually neat, and she keeps it in a drawer. The charger wasn't anywhere to be seen. Me, my sister, and our friend were looking high and low for this charger, and we could not find it, until a couple of days later when she bought a new charger. She then ended up finding her old charger in the drawer that she usually keeps it in. We all thought that was weird, and it made me think about the controller that I couldn't find. Now, back to the controller. I received my new controller that I bought online, and it wasn't good at all. It was super cheap, and it wouldn't connect to the Xbox at all, so I ended up asking my grandpa for a new one, and he said he would get it, and it was no problem. So, the next day... I get the controller from my grandpa, and it works normally. 
And we go back to our college on Sunday and we start to unpack our duffel bags from our trip to our grandparents' house. And my sister calls me over to look at her bag. And when I do, the white controller that went missing was in her bag. None of us put it there. And I was nearly tearing up because I was so surprised and freaked out. My sister and I were speechless. Nothing like this has ever happened before. And my sister usually keeps her duffel bag in the closet and only takes it out when she's leaving to go home. And I know that she did not put the controller in there. We have three working controllers now. I don't know why that happened. And it was super freaky. (laughs) But thank you for reading. And please do tell me if something similar has happened to you. So, I know that this is going to sound weird and ridiculous, but the craziest thing happened at Walmart yesterday that kind of freaked me out for a while. So, me and my girlfriend go to Walmart pretty frequently. It's cheap, and sometimes they have some really cool Disney and anime shirts and stuff that we like, and it's only five minutes from our house. So... She told me she was going to go check out the women's clothes to see if they have any biker shorts, while I was going to go to the men's section to see if they had any new anime or Disney shirts. We decided that I would just meet back with her since the registers are right in front of the women's clothing, and then we would go. When I was done checking the men's stuff, I see my girlfriend walking toward the food section, and in my head I was wondering why she was going there. So, I started following her to catch up to her, and I see her suddenly turn left. So, I ran and turned left, and no one was there. It was an empty aisle, and I was kind of confused, so I ran some more, looking for her, thinking that she was messing with me, and maybe just went to the next aisle. And legit, there wasn't anybody near there. I was confused on where she would have gone. So, I decided to just call her up, and I said, Hey, where are you? Why'd you go to the food aisle? I told you I would meet back up with you in the women's clothes. She said, I am in the women's clothes. I've been in the same spot. I immediately said, I just saw you walk here, referring to the section I'm at, and she was really confused. I ran towards the women's section and found her, and I told her what happened and what I saw, and she said that maybe I mistook someone else for her. But my girlfriend is a pretty distinct girl. She's 5'9", and has really long blonde hair, and is decked out completely in Disney. She was definitely weirded out, but kind of just shrugged it off. Honestly, I have no clue what happened. I was only like seven feet from her when she turned down the aisle, and I don't think she would have made it all the way down to the next aisle by the time I turned into it. And I ran the entire vicinity looking for her because I thought it was weird. She was legit trying on clothes when I met back up with her at the women's section. Who the hell did I see? Or what was it? The fact this happened at Walmart of all places is weird in and of itself, but... It really did freak me out. Edit, 
I know people are going to think, oh, you just saw someone who looked like your girlfriend. But she was wearing something very specific. A Disneyland jersey, which you get only from the park with Disney Crocs. We live in a retirement town near a res in the valley, so not many 5'9 blonde girls decked out in Disney here. Plus, the girl I saw disappeared basically into thin air, so even if it was a girl who just looked like my girlfriend, it was still weird as hell. When I was 16, I took an SAT prep class to improve my score and get into a good college. The class was pretty boring, but I met the most interesting girl in the class. She was thin, fairly short, with light brown hair and green eyes. She always wore a green headband, which I thought was cute. Her name was Connie. We hit it off immediately and spent most of the class whispering to each other side by side at our desks. I spent about three weeks sitting next to her and talking during the class. When the class was over, we exchanged IM handles so that we could keep in touch. This was in the early 2000s. About a year passed, and we continued talking online. We got to know each other pretty well, but... We lived on completely different sides of the city, and it was quite a drive to visit each other. So, being the young teens that we were, we never actually got together. Eventually, I worked up the courage to ask her out for dinner. I set up a date at a restaurant located between the both of us so that she wouldn't have to drive too far. The time for our date rolled around, and I headed to the restaurant to meet her. I walked in and I saw her sitting in a booth with two older individuals at the far side of the establishment. She looked exactly like she did in class. Thin, light brown hair, green eyes, and she was wearing her signature green headband. I approached her and said hello. I gave her a hug and sat down next to her in the booth. I assumed these two older individuals across from us were her parents. Odd, I thought, but... Maybe they were there to chaperone. I could immediately tell that something was wrong. The two older individuals looked very confused, surprised, and almost bewildered. The look on Connie's face was also one of perplexity. Eventually, she said, Who are you? I was shocked. I said, Uh, I'm Jason. Remember? We set up a date for tonight. I assume these are your parents. It's very nice to meet you. And I reached out my hand to shake her parents' hands. They didn't return my handshake. Instead, they simply looked at their daughter and said, Oh, did you forget to tell us this, Sarah? Sarah, I said. You told me your name was Connie. She looked absolutely puzzled and said, I'm sorry, you must have me confused with someone else. Oh, uh, my mistake, I replied, then scratched my head and headed out of the restaurant to my car. I was embarrassed. Maybe she just didn't want to go out with me, I thought. She could have at least just said no instead of leading me on this charade. Defeated and humiliated, I decided to just head home. 
When I opened my car, I heard a voice behind me say, Hey, Jason. I turned around. It was a tall, light, blonde-haired woman with a large, round face and blue eyes. Uh, do I know you? I said to her. It's me, Connie. We had a date planned, remember? Where are you going? She said. We then went inside and had dinner. She was definitely Connie. She remembered all of our previous conversations over the past year, but she looked nothing like the girl that I met in class. When I asked her why she stopped wearing the green headband, she had no recollection of ever wearing or even owning that type of headband. I really can't explain this. So that was this week's collection of Glitch in the Matrix stories on the As the Raven Dreams podcast. I hope you enjoyed this collection of glitchy goodness. If you did and would like to listen to more of this, you can always check out the other episodes of the podcast or support the channel further by actually going to my YouTube channel and checking out my videos. Just go to YouTube and search As the Raven Dreams. You can also go to AsTheRavenDreams.com for lots of other good stuff. Ways to get early access, read stories that I've written, submit your own story, and things like that. All that said, friends, thank you very much for listening. I do hope to see you in two weeks on the next Glitch in the Matrix episode. But until then, sleep well. <laughs>